Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Fiener Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Punick, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us here. Getting a little early start on this one, but we got a packed show today. 12-15, we'll be joined by head coach for the Spring Mills Lady Cardinals, George Goss. They're off to a 7-0 start and averaging an astonishing, I believe, 78 points a game. And then at 12-30, we'll be joined by new head coach for the Washington Patriots on the football side, Terry Ray, he was just announced last night, just got voted in last night by the Jefferson County School Board, so we'll talk to him at 12.30, recap this national championship later on, it doesn't really deserve a recap, crazy how wide, widely that score was, wasn't expecting that, was expecting Georgia to win, but wasn't expecting it to be a rout. Uh, but first guys, we'll start with some EPAC high school hoop scores from last night, um, Looking around the EPAC, let me pull it up here. I have it in my sent items because I sent it to you guys last night. Uh, obviously, on the girls' side, talked about Spring Mills. They beat Washington 83-20. to uh, Like I said, averaging an astonishing 80, 78 points a game. Uh, Jefferson beat Musselman 43-36. to That was a back-and-forth game that Musselman was leading by six heading into halftime. Um, and then on the boys' side, Broadfording or Musselman beat Broadfording sixty-one to thirty-one. Musselman gets another win, guys. But just those three games, let's talk about them. We'll kind of get more into the Spring Mills game with head coach George Gosk. But overall thoughts on those two other games? Well, um, I think that the Musselman Jefferson game proves that what we kind of talked about yesterday on the show is a possibility, and that's that Musselman has gotten better and if they're able to click toward the end of the season, could end up being one of those teams that advance to the state tournament. Um, you know, with Spring Mills just absolutely destroying Washington, who looked like a team, or that last year, like we said, was just a couple of free throws away from beating Spring Mills uh, and heading to the state tournament. Um, clearly, you know, the Lady Cardinals are on a different level right now. Um, but... When it comes to everybody else, I think it's very competitive. That's what we're seeing on the girls' side. And on the boys' side, you know, Mossman's starting to put together a couple of wins now. So that's always good to see. Um, very tough test for them tonight against Jefferson, even though they're a 4-3 and three Jefferson team. We know they've played some good competition. Um, they still have, you know, one of the most explosive offenses in the area. So uh, that should be an interesting game here tonight. But that's kind of what I'm taking away from those three games last night. One thing was confirmed to us is that Spring Mills is still on a different level. Yeah. Musselman could find itself, I think, in position to be the second team that makes it out because they were competitive last night with Jefferson, and uh, it looks like they're getting better under Coach Elliott. And then Musselman boys just, you know, getting better, getting another win, and uh, they want a back-to-back against this Jefferson team here tonight. Looking forward to the game. 
Yeah, I, I agree. It just shows that Spring Mills will be untouchable on the girls' side in basketball this year, and you want to avoid them when it comes to the region at all costs. So it's going to be interesting now as Musselman, even though they lost last night, were still competitive with Jefferson. Who comes out on top on that side of the region in the section between Musselman, Jefferson, and Washington? Because the winner of that will most likely play Martinsburg, and can Martinsburg maybe be a surprise team after last year only getting one win and now being able to potentially bounce back this year and make its way back into the state tournament possibly. So it's everybody and then Spring Mills on a whole nother level and on the boys' side, happy to see Musselman get a win, a 30-point win against Broadford and Christian, but at the same time, hopefully they're conditioned enough tonight to get back out onto the floor against a very tough team in Jefferson. Yeah, and that'll be big tonight. Looking at the other games that are slated tonight, our game will be Musselman at Jefferson. Colin and Nick will be on the call. Uh, but on the boys' side, Washington's at Spring Mills. That'll be an interesting test uh, for Washington to see where things are uh, against a really good Spring Mills team that could still be without Keyshawn Cheek. Uh, I believe Coach said two games on Friday night, but I could be wrong that he'll be that back. That sounds right to me games. based on uh... – what I believe is the rule, yeah. Um, from what I remember from last year, but uh, yeah, I think that gives Washington at least a little bit of optimism that maybe they can keep it close without Keyshawn Sheik on the floor. But still, you know, Spring Mills has talent. They have other guys that can step up. They proved that the other night against Martinsburg. So gonna be tough for Washington going up against uh, you know this Spring Mills team that. Uh, you know, is playing really good basketball. It's coming off of an emotional high and an emotional win against Martinsburg. First time ever winning in that building. So maybe they're getting they're getting Spring Mills at probably the best time if you're Washington because they yeah. are coming off of that win uh, where the emotions are so high. And then it's like, for them perspective, just thinking from a high schooler's perspective, they're looking probably at Washington as an easy win. And knowing that if you're Washington, you could come off and really maybe challenge here tonight uh, because Spring Mills is probably overlooking you. And if you're Spring Mills, you got to avoid that. You cannot look at this Washington team and just think that this is going to be an easy win because you just beat Martinsburg. And also they don't have Keyshawn Cheek, and we know that Keyshawn makes the offense go. He makes everything so much easier for the Cardinals. So, if Washington was going to do it, tonight would be the night, but um, it still looks like on paper a, a very tough matchup for the Patriots. I agree. I think uh, not only does Spring Mills not have to overlook Washington, they have to stay out of foul trouble. If yeah. they do that as well, I think it's going to be a route for Spring Mills. They have the talent and the athleticism uh, clearly over Washington, but Washington has still improved over last year, so you can't overlook them thinking that it's last year's team because it's not. Yeah, and uh, on the boys' side, Martinsburg is at Hampshire, and then on the girls' side, Hampshire's at Martinsburg. So it uh, be interesting to see how those two teams square off tonight. Dogs Look, need a win. Yeah, Bulldogs do need a win. On the girls' side, they do as well, 1-5, and five, and they beat Jefferson last week, which proves to be a big win for them. Yes, but they're still one and five, losing obviously to Spring Mills last Thursday. So, can they continue to right the ship here under head coach Ronnie Fitzpatrick? 
and we see them this week. So yeah, um, looking forward to seeing that team for the first time this year. And then on the boys' side, you know, we talked about how tough their conference play is to begin things with uh, Jefferson, Spring Mills, Hedgesville, the three teams that we expect to be uh, toward the top of the EPAC. If more than two teams could make it into the state tournament for the EPAC, you could make an argument that those three teams all deserve to be uh, down in Charleston. So, um, you know, have those three teams to start your conference play. Luckily for Martinsburg, they have this I guess favorable matchup against Hampshire, but still being a young Martinsburg team, you know, nothing's guaranteed. So yeah. you need to go in there, get a really good win. Uh, it's an opportunity to clean up some stuff that you did wrong in those previous two games, which were both actually winnable when people probably didn't expect them to be, or at least Jefferson, I think you could have kept it closer for longer uh, than you ended up doing. And then obviously spring mills was a winnable game. So, um, you know, clean up some of those things and maybe you head into Hedgesville and, and compete with them in what is a game that the records don't matter, the players on the court don't matter too much. It's all about the two teams' jerseys and how much uh, of that rivalry means more than anything else that factors into that game. So it's going to be a close game when Martinsburg plays Hedgesville, it's almost a guarantee. Yeah, it definitely will. That will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by town ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online delivered to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to hagerstownford.com for more on their side of this break we'll be joined by head coach for the spring mills lady cardinals george goss they're off to a seven and no start we'll talk to him about that plus more after this two minute break you're tuned to the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 wish we'd known we'll blow this is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not a place to breathe air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. From. Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilston Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Tuesday, January 10th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. We're now joined on the phone by head coach for the 7-0 Spring Mills Lady Cardinals, head coach George Gosk. How are you doing today, Coach Gosk? Oh, doing great, fellas. A little tired from the game last night, but I'm, I'm doing well. Hey, it was a big win for you guys, 83-20 to over Washington. You guys are now 7-0 on the season, 2-0 to start EPAC play. Uh, what has kind of been the catalyst to this 7-0 and start? So uh, I think the last time I talked to you guys, you know, I talked about defense and, uh, you know, energy and effort in that, in that aspect of our game. And, and for us, that's, that's been the catalyst, uh, you know, with the streak that we're on. Um, it's been our defensive capability and our energy that we bring. Coach, uh, last year when your team played Washington in – uh, the regional championship. It was a one-point game, or a game that came down to missed free throws, and then you guys win in overtime. And then this year, uh, for the first time playing them, just uh, dominate the game. What does that say about your girls' improvement from last year to this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we've grown up uh, over a year. You know, those games helped us. Uh, you know, get to this point now. Um, so, you know, these young ladies have grown tremendous within, within a year, um, you know, going into last night's game, we, uh, you know, we, uh, I told the girls, we, we know Washington as a team that took us in overtime last year, you know, for the regional championship. So going into that game, that, that motivation kind of helps, um, you know, and just the style of play, how we're playing this year, you know, with our full court pressure has kind of set us up, um, to where we're at now. The hard work clearly paying off so far, Coach Gosk. So how was it, I guess, throughout the offseason and even into last year? Because I know it's a very young team that you have. Getting these girls to buy into the program and what you wanted it to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, last year was a, was a good year. And, uh, you know, we're trying to expand on that. So, you know, working hard throughout the summer, throughout this offseason. And into, uh, you know, for us, became two months of, uh, you know, a month and a half of, of practice. And um, these young ladies have bought into the system that we're in now. You know, we weren't really a full-court pressure man-to-man team last year, um, but everybody's kind of embraced that role this year of, uh, you know, being in shape, being the best in-shape team in the EPAC, which was one of our goals, um, and being t- able to play that up-court, uh, up-tempo style, you know, pressuring, in the backcourt and, you know, moving the ball in transition and just playing a fast-paced game. Hey, Coach, last night I crunched the numbers. Your team's averaging 78 points a game, only giving up 28.5 points a game. When you look at the scores for your team, obviously you guys bring back Dandridge, Boldu, Corinne Edsel, but the addition of the freshman and Corinne's little sister, uh, Reagan Edsel, how much do you think her scoring, she scored – I believe seven points last night, but averaging over eight points a game so far. How much do you think that her scoring and and her rebounds? She had fifteen boards last night, seven blocks, seven steals. How much do you think, not just her scoring, but all around play has helped you guys get to this point? 
Yeah, um, I like to look at I like to look at Reagan like the mini Kevin Durant. Um, she kind of does everything that you need her to do. Um, you know, if she's not scoring, you know, which we spread the ball around pretty well with scoring wise. But if if you know if she's not a high scorer, she's usually grabbing down you know double digit rebounds or usually you know f- over five blocks a game and those stats become just as big as points because those things in turn transition into points for other kids. And so, um, you know, those kind of intangibles become huge for our program moving forward. I kind of said uh, Reagan reminds me of Penny Hardaway in a lot of ways, so I can see the Kevin Durant too. But uh, (laughs) That's a good tag. um, Your team, Coach, you know, obviously dominating a lot of teams in the area right now. So how do you kind of keep the focus of the girls uh, knowing that, you still have a lot of goals ahead of you and a lot that you want to accomplish this year. Yeah, obviously, you know, any coach in the state will tell you, hopefully their, their end goal is to win a state championship. And for us, that's the goal this year. And so, you know, we try to, I try to have us prepared each game, you know, like we're going into a state, you know, tournament game and, and so we want to, you know, I, I tell the girls, you know, there's no such thing as perfection, but we want to make sure that we have execution throughout the game and that, you know, we're able to make sure that if we were in a state championship game that we're executing to where we need to be moving forward because, you know, we always want to be in that situation and, and putting that a little bit of that pressure on ourselves um, to make sure we're playing to the best of our ability. 7-0 start, Coach Gosk. Obviously, the count or the Eastern Panhandle's on notice with how good this team is, and the notoriety for your program is slowly building up in the state, but when it comes to rankings that we like to follow and everything week in and week out, it seems like your team's just not there yet because of only playing seven games compared to teams that have played double that or if not more already this year. But with that being said, what is it has it been like for your team only playing seven games knowing that eventually that that no notoriety will be there yeah i think that's uh you know i've been preaching you know the proofs in the pudding and uh you know people um you know i think people might have questioned us starting out uh kind of slowly you know the bridgeport game uh we didn't put up a ton of points and you know, uh, Hampshire, we didn't, we had a nice layoff and we, we didn't put a ton up. And so I think just the consistency of, of, you know, playing weekly now, um, allowing our kids to grow, um, you know, getting games in, you know, I, I think we'll continue to climb the rankings. Um, you know, what's, what's good about our state is a lot of our EPAC teams have played around the state and will play around the state. And so, you know, hopefully other people are able to, you know, maybe compare scores and see, where we're at with other schools in our state and you know hopefully that helps us moving forward um you know when if if and when we're able to capture a regional title and head to states you know with the rankings and things like that hopefully that helps moving forward and coach looking at the schedule coming up here you guys are at muscleman thursday and then you get a week off before you take on hedgesville at hedgesville and then you have bishop o'connell at home the 21st on next Saturday. And then kind of after that, it's like three, maybe four days max between each game. So you have a whole week off after this week. Do you think that that'll help rejuvenate heading into kind of like a second half of the schedule? Yeah, absolutely. I think that can, uh, that can be twofold. That could help or that could hurt you, you know, based on, um, you know, how you have your kids prepared. 
um, you know, we, we want to make sure we stay engaged in practice during that week. So, you know, we'll try to keep it up tempo. This way we don't lose our edge um, because, you know, that, that, that those kind of things can happen throughout the season. And, and like you said, you just want to kind of stay refreshed as well. So it's kind of a, a balance there. And, you, you know, you just want to make sure you have your kids, um, you know, on edge. Uh, and staying on edge, but you also want to make sure you'll allow them some time to recover as well. Final question for you, Coach Gosk. The next step, obviously, is when it comes to the state tournament, hopefully you guys make it there, step one, but is to compete when it comes against all the other teams in the state, get a win, and hopefully string a couple wins together. What's your team need to do to make that possibility a reality this year? Yeah, I think I think uh, you know we just need to keep believing in in what we do as a team and and keep trusting what we do. Um, you know, we played in that Petersburg game, and I thought Petersburg did a good job coming out against us with a good game plan. And you know, at first it might have rattled us a little bit, but we stayed with it. We stayed the course. We stayed with what we do, and it, it paid off. And I think just trusting in our system, trusting in um, each other as teammates and coaches. I think those are the things that that will pay dividends down the stretch facing, you know, hopefully facing some of the best teams in the state when it comes to the state tournament. Coach Goss, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll see you here in a few weeks. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. I was head coach for the Spring Mills Cardinals, Lady Cardinals, George Gosk, and uh, obviously out to a great 7-0 start. And uh, just mentioned they have a, a very good team coming in here in Bishop O'Connell. That's a private school out of Northern Virginia. They're really good on the boys' side, but also good on the girls' side. So that'll be a tough test for them coming in. Out of the non-conference portion, they only have four games remaining, including that Bishop O'Connell game. They'll have Mercersburg Academy away and then home the 26th and the 31st. And then they are home against Clear Spring on February 4th. And the rest of the games, EPAC games. They'll have Musselman. Hedgesville Jefferson coming up, and then on the 30th, Washington, the 2nd of February, Martinsburg, Musselman, Jefferson, Hedgesville, the 9th, 13th, and 16th to round out the regular season. But uh, 7 0 start to the season. They're not getting that notoriety, as Colin mentioned. They're, I believe, ninth in the latest AP girls basketball poll in the state. Yeah, but I think what stands out when you look at spring mills and you look at some of the numbers i mean you mentioned the the point differential and everything like that but the other thing is they're scoring efficiently yeah. uh, this team shoots 48% from the floor and 35% from 3 so i mean for a high school team those are really great numbers really for any team they're great numbers but you don't see those kind of numbers at the high school level so i think this team is obviously built to you know come out of the EPAC but can they take the next step can they uh get some wins down in Charleston and it's hard to believe that they won't be able to get at least win one win because I think this team has a lot of talent uh they've gotten better they add Reagan Ensel who as a true freshman I think has been a real difference maker for them I mean Spencer you talked about her game the other night that's just insane numbers um with everything she's able to do so uh you add her to the fold. Kyla Dandridge, I think, is a really solid player leading the team in scoring. Shoots 55% from the floor. So it's a complete team. They have a lot of talent, have a lot of uh, players they can bring in off the bench. They can provide a spark. So the only real question would maybe be height. They don't have that like six foot four player. But besides that, th- this team's set to, to make a run and I think do a lot of great things. So 
I like the Spring Mills team quite a bit. I do too. I've said uh, before, when it comes to high school girls basketball, you're going to be a really good team if you can establish a full court press, and that's exactly what this Spring Mills Cardinals team has been able to do. So I think once it comes time for the state tournament, that notoriety will finally come for the Cardinals. And we could see another state tournament running throughout this eastern panhandle but uh we'll get more into the cardinals later on this week and uh, we'll talk both boys and girls hoops throughout the rest of the week obviously but next we'll turn our attention to high school football new head coach for the washington patriots terry ray joins the show talk about him getting this gig plus more after this two-minute break you're tuning the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a true dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Larry DeMarco team at Modern Realty Results believes buying a new home requires a dedicated team that cares about your needs and concerns. Our experienced team is from the area and we care about this community because it is our home as well. Whether it's a $30,000 home or a $3 million home, we will be hands-on and invested throughout the entire process. Thinking of buying or selling in West Virginia? We've got the tri-state area covered. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you and uh, we'll be joined now by the new head coach for the Washington Patriots football team, head coach Terry Ray, just getting approved last night via the the Jefferson County Board of Education vote last night. And Coach Ray, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's been a busy past little while for you. You get you probably hear what probably about three, three, four weeks ago that uh, you're the guy who's going to be waiting for the Board of Education meeting which usually comes in the middle of December, had to wait until January because of the holiday. Yes, sir. It, it, was, a, it was a wait, like scratching the walls waiting. And, Coach, uh, 
Hi, this is Nick Verzellini, first of all, and congratulations on getting uh, the job. Um, for Washington, it seems like one of the key things that they, I guess, would be looking for from their new head coach is to try to get more players on the roster, one of the smallest rosters in all of AAA. Uh, is that something that you think is a, is a big goal? And I guess how do you try to get more kids excited about the football team? Uh, that is a goal for us at Washington. We need to get more kids out on the football team. School of our size, we should have about 70 to 75 players on the team. Uh, I need to get in the building. Uh, we start weight training this uh, today. I got board approved. I'm allowed in there now. We're going to start now. I'm going to get around the school. We got to start getting a buzz. I got to start walking the hallways and finding kids and getting them interested in playing football. What are some other things that you want to establish into this Washington Patriot program, Coach Ray? Uh, I know under Coach Simpson, uh, they were a single-wing football team. Uh, I'm more of a spread-type football team. We're multiple. Uh, we like to run the ball and throw the ball. Uh, that's something that will be new to Washington for the past few years. I know Coach Simpson's been in a single wing, so we're going to open up the offense. And Coach Lee Springs, but by way, I believe, of the Northern Panhandle, what uh, were some of the things that you've taken uh, from your time coaching throughout the state? Uh, I started my career in Brook County in the Northern Panhandle. I made a stop at Weir High School for about five years, and then I've made my way out this way. Uh, I've taken from my past experiences, i got to evaluate our team, see where we're at, see what we have and what will work with the kids we have. Coach, you come over uh, from Berkeley Springs. That was your first uh, head coaching job. What were some things that you learned uh, with that job that you hope to bring to Washington? Uh, my first year as the head coach out here, we had a pretty good year. We just missed the playoffs by a, a, like two computer points or something like that. Uh, we had a solid senior class that year. Uh, last year, we were 0-10. Uh, we were a young team. We were replacing a lot of skilled guys who put up a lot of numbers for us. Uh, one thing I took from that was uh, being patient and not worrying about the, the, the win-loss column so much as to preparing the team for the next season. Uh, I'm leaving Berkeley Springs with a bunch of kids. Uh, they're going to have about 20 starters coming back that got plenty of experience as sophomores and juniors and we had a couple freshmen in there coach ray with that being said now the transition to washington as you mentioned you get to finally go into the high school today have you been able to meet with any old coaches on coach simpson's staff or any current players and what has been going on there at washington for you uh when i was Given the committee uh, select was the term, uh, waiting to be board approved, I got to come in and meet with the parents, the players, and uh, some of the community people. Uh, I talked to the kids. Uh, I've got to talk to several of the coaches. Uh, we're going to keep a couple coaches on from the staff if they're willing to stay. Uh, I, I have a relationship with a few of the coaches from Washington High School from before, just from out here being in the Eastern Panhandle. But uh, we've been talking. And coach, you know, looking at this roster for Washington from last year, a lot of seniors, but a lot of juniors and sophomores that uh, gained some experience playing. Yes. Uh, the one thing I've been doing the last couple of weeks is watching a lot of film on the kids from last year uh, that are coming back and some of the kids that are leaving. Uh, I'm in the evaluation process. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what we can do with the kids out there and putting them in our system. And, Coach, you come into uh, the EPAC, and obviously uh, not only is the EPAC dominated typically by Martinsburg, but uh, the AAA. So 
you know, you have that team there toward the top, but the four teams uh, in the Eastern Panhandle made the playoffs last year. So it's a very tough conference that you're entering, Coach. And uh, how do you get Washington, I guess, to be a part of that playoff success? Well, one of the exciting things about this job is the fact that it's in the EPAC, and you are right. The EPAC usually has about four teams in the playoffs every year in AAA. Uh, I think it it's a challenge. It's a, it's a great chapter. It's something that I wanted to take on and give the opportunity to do. Uh, we're going to have to work. We need to get gritty. That's that's my mentality. We, we just got to get tough and gritty and see what we can do. Coach Ray, I want to go back to a answer that you just said about two questions ago. It was that you're in the evaluation process, and I just wanted to see if you'd go into a little bit more detail about what your evaluation has been like so far for your players that are still in the program. Uh, we've been looking at the kids because uh, if you're looking at a single-wing offense, watching a single-wing offense, you really can't judge how much with uh, quarterbacks. But running back-wise, uh, lineman-wise, stuff like that, we've done evaluations. Defensively, uh, we'll be a four-two-five multiple defense, so we'll still run 3-3 three, three stack. We'll run 3-4. We'll run a four-man front. We'll always do different stuff like that. So that transition's not going to be is more difficult for the kids. That'll be kind of uh, familiar. So we're seeing how kids work out and play in the positions that we're looking for. Uh, I've got to meet the kids a couple of times, but face and names right now aren't 100%. That's why I can't wait to get in there today and start getting around these kids, meeting the kids, and building relationships. From what I've been reading, you're a defensive-minded head co- or defensive-minded coach. You were a defensive coordinator at Berkeley Springs in 2020. Uh, what uh, what are you kind of doing with the offense? Are you bringing in an offensive coordinator, or uh, are you going to keep the guy one on staff, or what are we doing with that? Do you even know yet? I, I've I'm a defensive backgrounded guy, but I've coached offense and offensive positions. Uh, right now, I'm I'm trying to. I have a couple spots I think are going to be open for the staff. I've been talking to my AD and principal markets about what's going to be available, and we'll see what we're going to bring on coaching staff. Coach, uh, what's I guess I kind of the off season plan for your team, and uh, you mentioned trying to get more kids out on the field, but are there other things that you're looking to do, I guess, to set the tone for the year? Uh, as soon as we hit the off season today, we're going to get in there and start working. We need to be in the weight room. That's going to set the foundation for what we're going to do this summer. Uh, once I get into the school, because right now I'm seeing things, once I can get into the school teaching, it, uh, it might change a little bit more and I can see what we got to do. But uh, last night was the first night when they voted me in that I'm officially allowed in the building and start moving around the building and talking to people. So I'm excited to get in there and start talking to everyone and seeing what Washington High School is all about. The process for you, what was it like and why did you choose to go after this head coaching role at Washington? Uh, My goal was always to be a head football coach, even when I started way back in the the mid-2000s as a coach. Uh, But I I wanted to be in AAA football. I started my career at Brook High School. It's AAA school. AAA is the biggest uh, division in West Virginia. It was a good opportunity. Uh, The facilities are really nice out at uh, Washington High School. Uh, there's a lot of kids. Uh, the area is a, a really healthy area. Uh, I was excited about the uh, the opportunity to start something new, a new challenge, uh, a new chapter in my career. All right, Coach Ray, thanks for the time, and we'll be talking soon. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. That was head coach for the 
now Washington Patriots, former Berkeley Springs head coach Terry Ray, takes over the program officially last night with the vote from the Jefferson Board of Education. And uh, Colin, you're a Berkeley Springs guy, so you kind of know somewhat about that. Not a lot because you've been focused here on the EPAC, but you know some of the background of that Berkeley Springs program and uh, what he could bring potentially to this Washington team. Yeah, I know, as he mentioned two years ago, almost making the playoffs, and even though it was from a distance, I was still trying to follow along every single week with that potential that unfortunately didn't occur because it would have been the first time since 2007 that Berkeley Springs made the playoffs, so it would have been a special moment for them. But hopefully uh, he's leaving the program in good hands, obviously, and hopefully it will be exciting to see his era at Washington. So. Yeah, and we'll uh, talk to him probably some more throughout the spring. Uh, maybe when he gets some new other coaches on staff, figures out his staff more, figures out an off-season program. But uh, new head coach in the EPAC officially announced yesterday as uh, the Jefferson County Board of Education approves the vote of Terry Ray as the new Washington Patriots head football coach. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford and Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on this side of this break. We'll wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, we'll talk uh, Monty Cater, elected to the Pro Football or College Football Hall of Fame last night. Excuse me. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk national championship game, kind of a dud, and uh, the Wizards—they're bad, bad, Nick. <laughs> All right, we'll be back after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Time. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Reva really loved this home. She loved to go out on the porch. Reva had leukemia, and that's what took her life. Reva wanted to pass at home. Hospice of the Panhandle gave me all the help that I needed to take care of Reva and to do it safely. Hospice of the Panhandle let her die with dignity in her own home. Don't wait. Call Hospice of the Panhandle. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. Happy to have you with us on this Tuesday. Brought This segment brought to you in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 
263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, and Colin again obviously hanging out here. Uh, Monty Cater elected to the College Football Hall of Fame. Get the announcement yesterday afternoon, late afternoon. And uh, he will be joining us in studio live Thursday at 1215. But, uh, again, former head coach for the Shepherd Rams, selected to the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame class. He's one of four head coaches to join 18 first-team All-Americans in this year's class, including Reggie Bush, Tim Tebow, among others. After 37 years as head coach, Monty Cater retired following the 2017 season as the nation's at winningest active football coach among all NCAA levels, earning wins in more than 70% of the games and notching a total of 275 victories. He's the first uh, person from Lakeland University or Shepherd University to enter the College Football Hall of Fame. He made 13 postseason appearances, NAIA 2, Division 2, 11 during his career, and his teams have appeared 16 times in national rankings. Um he is. He only had four losing seasons in his 31 years. That's impressive. He posted winning records during each of his final 14 years as head coach of the Rams. He posted six undefeated regular seasons, including from 2015 to 2017. His 245-93 and one record in 31 seasons at Shepard makes him the winningest coach in school history. And he's still involved a little bit with the program. He he comes around, which is good to see. Yeah, I mean he laid the foundation for what Coach McCook has now continued, the legacy of, uh, you know, the previous coach there. So you see what uh, Coach was able to do and, you know, establishing a a great program at Shepard and it's continued with Coach McCook. So, um, you know, definitely well-deserving and uh, excited to have him on the show on Thursday to kind of learn more about his background since we weren't around. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to hear about what he's done. And also, that's you said Tebow and Reggie Bush are going in this year, too. So yeah. that's a pretty cool class to be a part There's of. There's a bunch of others. I just know that Reggie Bush is because I saw the alert, and then Tim Tebow got announced on their little SEC show yesterday. Yeah. Pre-game. And they, the guy from the college, excuse me, college Football Hall of Fame literally came out and uh, gave him a football and stuff I saw on on Twitter this morning. Uh, but he will be officially enshrined, inducted into the Hall of Fame at the 65th Annual NFF Annual Awards Dinner presented by Las Vegas on December 5th, 2023 in Las Vegas. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it'll be the end of this year. So I would presume that Shepard does something for him during the football season. That would be a good presumption to make. That Maybe he gets sense. the statue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't. Come is not it's deserved. It's so. definitely I mean, deserved. He is a local legend, a national legend now. So congratulations to Coach Cater for this well-deserved honor. As you already mentioned, the many accolades, Spencer, and getting Shepard to the national championship game in 2015. A great coach, and the legacy still lives on in the program. And he put him on the map to get this program where it is now and the success that they still have so without him it probably wouldn't be that way here i'll give you a quick list of some notable people that are notable players going into the college football hall of fame eric berry reggie bush dwight freeney Derek johnson luke keekley jeremy macklin um tim tebow troy vincent brian westbrook d'angelo williams uh paul johnson head coach at many places including georgia Georgia southern navy and georgia tech okay yeah yeah. He 
is kind of the second closest there behind uh, Monty Cater. He has 189 wins, 99 losses. Uh, and then Mark Richt, 171 wins, 64 losses at Georgia and Miami. So um, those are just a few of the guys. Obviously, there are a bunch more, but you know, not all recognizable to me at least because some are older. But uh, those are just kind of the headliners, and that's pretty cool that uh, Monty Cater is in that limelight, I guess, and with Dwight, those guys. Dwight Freeney is eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. So yeah, he could do, he, I think he's a finalist. Yeah, he could do both. That would be crazy. In the same year. Cool. It would be within a month, Yeah, basically, of being recognized because he got recognized last night, and then it's the day before the Super Bowl they announce it. Yeah. That would be a crazy month of your life. Could you imagine? Year. Yeah. <laughs> your year is literally cemented in the beginning of the year. In January, you're going in the College Football Hall of Fame. December, you're going in the in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That'd be a crazy be start February. off of the year. I don't think you'd ever forget the year. Probably not. But Coach Cater will join us in studio on Thursday at 1215. It's going to be great to catch up with him, kind of learn more about his career. As Colin said, we obviously weren't around for him coaching here at Shepard. Um, but, uh, some other shepherd notes, Ronnie Brown, who we said we had him on the show when he, uh, decided he was going to go to the NFL draft forego his senior year. He's been invited to the NFL PA collegiate bowl. He'll join Joey Fisher there, which is a pretty cool thing that, you know, he's going to be running maybe behind or he'll be running in front well, with Joey Fisher in front of him. He has to start behind. Yes. <laughs> so that's what you're going with. And yes. Follow the blocking of Joey Fisher for hopefully a big game for the two of them. But it's a great thing to get to see him in the NFL uh, Players Association Bowl that originally I thought was, I guess, just for seniors. But No, I think wrong, so. It's, so. so they're all Only for seniors. The senior Bowl, I believe, is just for seniors. But so. they're prime, predominantly for seniors until, like, now as they start inviting others. Okay. Because right. you fill don't know who's going to go pro as well. And you also don't know who's going to play. Yeah. Like there could be guys that are hurt that don't go and or guys that decline that bowl decline for that bowl. bowl for the senior bowl and they don't they only want to play in one bowl. Um and you know at the division one level it's easy to do that, but you know, for Joey Fisher being able to play in the Hula Bowl and the Collegiate Bowl is gonna get him some eyes and potentially a draft spot or at least if not an undrafted free agent spot. But I mean, congrats to Ronnie. Yeah. Uh certainly wishing the best of luck in this journey. And you know, you mentioned us getting him on the show and, and we really just we get all the best people around the Eastern Panel on the show to talk about sports. You know, I'm really excited about everybody we've been able to bring on it and just continue to bring on. I'm excited for Thursday and <laughs> Obviously, the best being you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, no, you you booked the best guest yet last night. I did. I booked Colin McLaughlin on a, a daily second. basis. <laughs> did you not see that text last night? That is true. I was we were going to go on last night. Yeah. I was joking with you guys that you guys got to start getting to booking some guests because I booked three guests something. in a matter of two hours last to night. To be fair, though, like Ronnie was my suggestion. I just wanted you to take care of it for us. And Monty was my suggestion. Because not true. really. You did say I had already been working. I believe on you. It. I had already texted. I'll give you the benefit of the I was doubt. trying to get his Good. phone number yesterday. And we but got hey, worked out. don't give that out. If you want the no, best I people, get it. <laughs> if you want to tune in to the the best guest in the Eastern Panhandle, right here on the Sports Mix. There you go. Uh, got some other Shepherd news. Former uh, Shepherd receiver uh, Marlon Cook has committed to UT Martin, so we'll make the jump buff to FCS next year. Exciting for uh, Marlon. You know, maybe we get him on the show. 
but uh there you go maybe. i got well, I'll, I'll work on that yeah you work on that i but, work on that uh, stuff you work on that ut martin you know an opportunity for him to play at the division one level uh a guy that had a breakout year for shepherd really was their number one wide receiver uh, but I think it made sense for him to potentially try to make that jump. He stands at six foot two, so there's a little bit of potential NFL size there. Pretty quick guy, good deep threat. Um, with Tyson leaving for the NFL and obviously graduating, you know you're going to need. Um, I should say you, you don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like at Shepard, so maybe there's a better opportunity there for him at UT Martin uh, to have another really productive year and potentially. You know, with his size, I think he has an opportunity to gather some looks and, and and get an opportunity at the next level if he has another really good season, especially at the D1 level. So I'm um, excited for Marlon and, and wish him the best of luck. Yeah, wish him the best of luck. Looking at other guys in the portal from Shepard, obviously we mentioned last week Avon Holly. Uh, who else did we mention? I'm trying to think. Who's trying to think. That's who. Devin, yeah, Lynch. Devin Lynch, thank, thank you. you, our intern over there. Uh, Gerald, now I'm blanking on your last name. Gerald Wright. Right. right. Sorry, I couldn't remember. He's always That's right. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's right. always right. Uh, but, but we uh, get the addition last night to the Yeah, Shepard added form. a linebacker from Lackawanna. Well, yes, but let's get to the other transfer before we talk about the ad. Okay, but I was just thinking that yeah. that could be a potential yeah. move yeah. to counter the losing Devin Lynch, it obviously. Is. And they also, last night, well, I guess it was three days ago, I just saw it last night. It's kind of hard to keep up with everybody going into the portal because there's no the actual... portal's wild, man. It's wild, and there's no, like, database, especially in Division Two, where you kind of, like, that's public. There's a... Right. there's The transfer portal is not a public database, only for coaches in college football. But three days ago, Journey Dunbar announces he's going into the portal with two years of eligibility left. I did so see that he loses. had posted his highlights, so I presumed yep. that was what he was doing, and... Uh, yep. Yeah, that's a big body on the interior that had, I think, a really good breakout year. And not always with the numbers, but he takes up blocks. So, I mean, Shepard is just losing a lot of guys. And uh, definitely different to see, you know, players entering the portal after such a successful season and being starters on that team. But um, that's kind of just how the portal is. You know, guys are going to put their name out there if they think they have the opportunity to get a better look. So, um you know, we'll see how Shepard kind of retools this team and gets back into contention, but it's going to be a different-looking Rams unit than what we saw a year ago, and especially on the defense now because the defense was really young and we expected to see a lot of guys coming back. Uh, but now there's probably some concerns about the defense and well, obviously concerns about the offense with Journey, Tyson leaving. Dunbar played what position? Nose tackle or D-tackle. Okay, not defensive end. Because well, they got a defensive end, I'm just looking, I believe, from Lackawanna as well. Kaylor Ron Rezinla, Rezina, he is a defensive end transferring from Lackawanna. Uh, and then another guy, a linebacker, nickelbacker, kind of like a... Devin Lynch. A Devin Lynch, he Dwayne played, Grantham type. Yeah. Avante Lockhart transfers in, announces mm-hmm. his intent last night at 5.30 p.m. So two more guys from Lackawanna Community College coming to Shepard next year. I'm liking this pipeline. Hey, well, yeah. Dwayne Grantham can help out with that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Alfonso, Alfonso Foray and Dalton Reiser, they were all Lackawanna transfers. They all played a big role on last year's team. So you have that kind of pipeline there. It's one of the best uh, JUCO schools. So um, that helps when you have guys on your team that know guys and can get them to come in and help this Shepherd team continue the success that it's had. Yes, but again, we'll talk with Monty Cater on Thursday at 12.15. I'll talk about him being 
included in the in, or being inducted later this year into the College Football Hall of Fame. We'll wrap things up on this edition talking about the Washington Wizards. They fell last night to the New Orleans Pelicans, 132-112. They were actually leading 37-35 to after the first quarter, and then they gave up 33 and only scored 19 in the second quarter and were down at half. Uh, kind of an abysmal performance for the Wizards, who are still without Bradley Beal. Uh, Chris Tapps Porzingis led the way with 23 points. Cal Kuzma had 19 points. Uh, Nick's favorite player, Corey Kispert, was 17, 13. Why is he my favorite player? He's your favorite player. last year, too. Yeah. But hey, they didn't get blown out as much as Gafford Morris had 13. I like Kispert's potential. I don't know if he's my favorite player, though. (laughs) Who would be your favorite player? Yeah, who would be your favorite player? It used to be Brad Beal, but with all the injuries he's had. I don't know. I like Porzingis. Like I've always liked Porzingis. It's just been unfortunate that he's been you know, injured a lot throughout his career. Do the Wizards need to cut Rui Hachimura? Cut Rui Hachimura? Yeah, well, not re-sign trade. him, trade him. That, I don't that's just, an option, but I don't think they're just going to cut him. I just don't think he's performed to what you wanted him to perform to. No, probably not. But he's also had injuries. It's just like this team just has nobody that can consistently stay on the court. And your best ability is your availability. There you go. Your best ability is your availability. I like that line, Nick. Yeah. Somebody used to say that, right? Yeah. I don't know. Can't remember. I don't know who it is, but yes. Uh, Again, tonight we'll have some EPAC hoops action. Muscleman at Jefferson. Tip-off around 7.30. Go on the air around 7 p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 7.40. TV 10, Comcast Channel 10, and on WRNR TV on YouTube. That will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to our guests, head coach of the Spring Mills, Lady Cardinals, George Gosshead, new head coach for the Washington Patriots football team, Terry Ray, for coming on the show today. We'll have more guests later this week, obviously. But for Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you later tonight for some EPAC Hoops action and tomorrow for another edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 Martinsburg.